Whether you're just getting started in software development or you're learning a new language or framework, I find that the best way to approach that learning is to first identify a problem that you want to solve and then learn just enough to then be able to solve that problem. By taking this problem-solving approach to learning, it achieves two things. First of all, it prevents the endless cycle of learning before you start doing. And second of all, it builds confidence along with capabilities as you learn. Hi, I'm James, and this is Paved with Good Intentions. Beginners and experts alike, they both need to do some amount of research or some amount of learning on a new technology before they can begin to do much of anything with it. But the trick is not to get stuck learning perpetually before you start doing. The reality is the frameworks and languages and, and tools are so complicated these days that you can honestly spend the almost infinite amount of time learning that framework before you even start doing something. And so I like to take this problem-solving approach where any time I set out to learn something new, I frame it around a problem I want to solve. For example, I just recently started building an app, and when I did that, I deliberately chose a technical stack that was completely different to anything I'd worked with before. Different languages, different backend technologies, everything was different. Because that way, my learning of those new technologies is driven by my desire to solve that problem. Because I want to solve that problem, it becomes a meaningful exercise for me, and it helps to focus my learning, and it also helps to give me the momentum to keep going in the face of the challenges that will be presented by the uncertainty and unfamiliarity in working with those new technologies. But most importantly and most powerful for me, I find that taking this approach makes sure that I'm integrating what I'm learning. I'm the kind of person that can happily devour a book and read through a manual, uh, but there's only a certain amount of that knowledge that will actually be absorbed and retained. It's not until I actually start applying that knowledge, I actually start solving problems with that code or doing things with that framework, that I will actually begin to truly learn and turn that into a capability. And alongside capabilities, you must balance that with confidence, otherwise you can end up being very good at doing something, but not actually realizing that you're that good and having the confidence to apply yourself and want to take your career further. And so problem solving as a way to learn helps with both of those things. Because you've got that problem in mind that you want to solve for, and you keep learning enough to be able to solve that problem, you couple that with the benefit of the, the, the confidence building you get from you, the learner, being able to actually solve problems, being able to do things with the new capabilities that you've taken on board through this knowledge you've acquired. The reality is that like, there is literally no end to what you can learn about a technology. And it, there's different tiers even to the technology and, and the, the amount of which you can learn about a technology. For example, you start off learning you know, what the technology is and what its purpose. Then you might learn some more and be, understand, be able to understand how it's been used somewhere. Uh, then you might learn enough to be able to start using it yourself by using a lot of guides and references along the way. Then the next tier of learning would be that you, uh, you know, are able to use that technology on its own without any references. You can just do it from memory. And then you'll eventually approach the point where you have learned so much about the technology that you can begin to really push it to its limits. But just as you are constantly striving to get all that knowledge on board, that technology keeps evolving and keeps changing, which sets up this never-ending cycle of there's always more you could possibly learn about a technology. And I find that for a lot of engineers, that's a trap that they can fall into where they just think that they've got to keep reading and keep learning before they actually start doing. 
But for me, and again, this, this might be just something that's applicable to me, but it's something that I want to encourage people to do as they begin this journey into becoming a software engineer or, or furthering their learning in that field, is to not spend too much time learning and in fact to spend as much time possible doing as a way to learn. The thing about finding a problem and, and, and uh, then learning just enough to solve that problem is it, it does two great things for you. The first of all is it, it focuses your learning with, with, with laser-like precision. If you frame that problem well and you understand it and it's well scoped, then you can go about learning just what you need to solve that problem. And when I say you learn just enough, that might sound like you are limiting yourself or you might miss out on something. But the reality is that when you learn just enough to solve that problem, along the way you will pique your curiosity into other things you might want to learn, or even better, other ways that you could use this technology or framework to solve other problems. And that becomes sort of this uh, flywheel, this virtuous cycle that continues your learning. But most importantly, it provides motivation to keep going. Learning a new language and learning to become a software developer is an immensely frustrating task. The amount of documentation that's available or the references for languages and things like that, they're often not all that great. You know, we, we are far from the point in time when you can pick up a manual as a, as a complete end-to-end -end way to learn a particular language. I mean, some languages might have great docs behind them, but even then they might not go far enough to give you what you need to be able to then apply it. The best thing you can do is try to find that problem and then use that sort of working backwards from that point to work out how do you learn enough to be able to solve this problem. And if it's a problem that's meaningful to you and that you will, will benefit from solving, then that innately will keep you driving towards that solution despite the roadblocks that you're going to encounter. And look, technology is pervasive in our lives today. So many of our problems have already been solved. And so you don't have to think of this as the problems that you're identifying to learn from have to be unsolved. In fact, it's perfectly fine and there's a, there's a lot of value in recreating solutions that already exist as a means to learn. Not the best thing to do commercially, but in terms of furthering your own learning, it's perfectly fine to look at an existing app or an existing feature or an existing piece of UI or whatever and say, I'm gonna use that as my way to learn. I'm gonna try and recreate that thing and learn just enough to recreate that thing as my way to learn a particular technology. I mean, it's just like how great painters learn to paint, right? They paint, they first learned how to paint like the masters, how to replicate those techniques. And from that, they then begin to discover their own style and their own preferences in how to paint. And I think software engineers are very similar there, but except it's not about discovering your own, your own preference or your own technique per se. But I think one of the things that you can discover by trying to replicate things that you like or things that you enjoy in the software realm is that you will most likely discover this, this paradoxical complexity in delivering simplicity. You might look at an app or a feature or a service and say, I'm gonna recreate that because it seems really simple and I think I could build that. And you're in for a surprise because more often than not, it's actually far more complicated than you thought. And what's simple to you is actually the result of a lot of hard work, a lot of iterative engineering, and that's a great thing to learn as well. So it's completely okay to find a simple solution that already exists out there and use that as your example and try and recreate that as your way to learn. Now, inevitably on your journey of learning, you're going to wonder, when am I ready? Ready for 
you know, implementing something with this technology, ready for using this in your job, ready for applying for a job, ready for taking that step up in your career. I believe that you never really know when you are ready. And in fact, I think it's actually a completely retrospective quality. You don't know that you're ready until you've put yourself in that situation and, and measured how well you, you fared. And in fact, I'd encourage you to, to bias for letting someone else tell you when you're not ready. It's not something that you're going to be able to judge for yourself. And if you rely on your own judgment of whether or not you're ready, you'll end up holding yourself back. So bias for letting someone else tell you when they're not ready. Be ready to put yourself out there. Be ready to apply for that job. Be ready, for go, be ready to go for that promotion or that changing career. Be ready to take on that new project with this new technical stack. And at worst, someone else might tell you you're not ready. And the first thing to remember there is that's their opinion. It's entirely valid, but that's their opinion and their perspective. And because of that, that doesn't necessarily mean it is reality. But one of the great things you can do here is with humility is to ask that person for feedback on what is it that you think is missing. Seek to understand from them where they see the gaps because those gaps, those things that make them think you're not ready can become the next set of problems that you choose to solve and learn through problem solving. I'm James and this has been Paved with Good Intentions.